I had a guest. We're no more than seven months old as a church at this point, and we had a guest, and I was doing some follow-up with our guest in the middle of the week, and the guest told me something very interesting. He said, we were welcoming, you know, we were nice, we said hi to them, but they felt it was all superficial. On this podcast, I want to ask a question. Are we as welcoming as we think we are? Hello, and welcome back to the Heritage Church Podcast. My name is Laura. And I'm Travis. We are experts on welcoming guests into our church family, right? We are, because we have a podcast now. Yeah, and we've written that essay, remember? Link coming soon. Stop advertising the link. Anyways, are we as welcoming as we think we are? Are we? I stand at the front of our entrance of Heritage Elementary, and I try to welcome everyone that comes in the door. But now that I'm going over all these tips with you guys, I'm wondering, am I as welcoming as I think I am? If I have ever missed you or made you feel less than welcome, I really, really do want to know. Would you want to know? No, absolutely. Because, you know, while we have this focus on guests, we also need to be welcoming to one another. And it begins with with our church family, our community. And so asking that question as an individual, I think, is a really great place to begin. Uh, are you as welcoming as you think you are? Yeah, and so, okay, let's recap. We have talked about where we sit matters, sit towards the front, in the middle. Um, we've also talked about greeting people during fellowship time. That is, according to millions of surveys, that is the just most terrifying time as a guest to be standing all alone. We've talked about that. So in this pod class, let's talk about extending our welcome beyond the worship or Sunday morning time. Wait. So we can be welcoming after class? I sure, I really, I really hope so. Because our welcoming is not just a project. It's not just a thing to do. It's about us, well, creating a culture and a climate and a community that really wants people to feel welcomed. So what are some things we can do after class? Like, what are you talking about? Give me an example. Well, a lot of the principles of before and right after worship, apply here. Be on the lookout. Notice other people. I, I think that's the biggest one is, you know, I, I, I know we have a lot of projects. We got cleanup. We got to get the trailer loaded. We got all these things going on, but people are more important than the chairs. Yeah, and this is something I have noticed. Um, I help in the youth group class, and then I also run the welcome table. So I have a lot of areas that I should be cleaning after church, but if I find myself talking to a guest and just really trying to find a connection with them, I will just not clean up my area. And I really hope saying that out loud does not offend you. But what always happens is there is someone else who might not be with a guest who can do it for me. So I would say it's more important to keep making that connection if you are and let someone else take care of your area. And if you just don't happen to be with a guest that day, then maybe you can help clean someone else's area. Yeah. 
so let's remember that we're often clueless, especially if we uh, are fully invested and around and regular uh, heritage members. We're clueless about what it's like to be new to this environment. So we have to notice people. We have to pay attention to that. And we're always going to choose people over projects. So looking out and paying attention is a great one. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you have been a member at a church that was in a church building with a worship center, maybe pews, maybe just chairs locked in place. But I'm going to say that you have probably stood around after church and talked to your friends and talked to guests and you could, you probably were able to stay as long as you wanted, but that's not really the case being in a cafeteria. So what do we do? We need to clean and we need to talk to guests. Our guests are probably used to standing around also. What, what next? So, right. People over projects and I'm, the experts, right? We're yeah. get, we are giving you permission. I know you got chairs, you have trailer, you have this journeyland area, you you got to sweep. Trust us, we know there are many things that got to get done at a certain time, or we're paying for it. That's just the practicality of it. But you have permission to be with people over your project. So if I'm talking to a guest in our cafeteria worship area. Should I keep talking there or should I move them out of the way so people can clean? What do I do? Help me. Let me help you with that. If people are over projects, let the people talk. If someone's in your way, let them talk. If people are having a conversation, let them talk. If people are standing where you need to go and get a wall or whatever, let them talk. You know what? The principles of before can also be applied after. We can still show our our temporary home at Heritage Elementary around. We can still show folks where things are and where things are held to give you know give guests and give others a really good idea of this wonderful facility that we get to rent. Yeah, so you can give a tour because hopefully they're coming back and so they'll want to know where things are. Invite them to lunch if you can. Um, it does not have to be at your house or something fancy. Even just going to Dan's Pizza right around the corner has worked great for our family. And even if they say no, people want to be invited. Even if they say no, most of the time they just want to know that someone noticed them and someone invited them. Also, watch the doors. A lot of guests will try to slip out when no one's watching and you don't have to be weird about it or chase them out the door. But usually I just try to say their name or just like, Hey, we're really glad you were here and give them a wave. So they know that they were seen at church and they know they were noticed by someone on their way out. So a big obstacle of being more welcoming is us overcoming our own uncomfortableness. It's us realizing that let's just continue to think about a guest that our guest is more uncomfortable than we are approaching them. Right, because this is all new to them, and so are we as welcoming as we think we are? Well, if we're shy or hesitant, or we don't walk up and talk and shake hands to folks that we don't know, then the answer to that question is no, you're not very welcoming. And so, um, being aware of others, 
and overcoming that uncomfortableness and knowing, you know what, this is this is our church home and we want others to experience the love and the grace and the care that we experience in this church. I sometimes can get intimidated by people and not want to walk up to them, but you know what I do? I find a buddy. I'll grab Travis and say, hey, let's go meet these people together. If you are just too hesitant and you think welcoming is not your strength, find somebody to go with you. And talk to people. There is strength in numbers. That's biblical. Wow. Yeah. Have you written essays? So many essays. So many essays. As we wrap up this pod class, remember, you know, we know the schedule. We know the building. We know how things operate. You know, we have typical this and that. And even our fellowship time, we, we know that. But that's really fairly uncommon um, in in most churches and most experiences that people have with church. So we know this. Our job is bring in the fold by being welcoming and bringing others to know that. Invite them. Invite others. And that extends well beyond the pre-worship, after-worship, and even after class. 